You're listening to Holistic Business Matters with Helen Harding, the show for complementary practitioners, therapists and coaches wanting to run their business in their way. Hello and welcome to episode 68 of Holistic Business Matters. I'm Helen Harding and today we're talking about where to start with social media if you want to find clients. And I've got a treat for you. I've got an interview with Megan Kuhar, who specialises in helping practitioners and soul-centred coaches to basically align themselves online through social media, through their branding, through their website. So I'm just going to go into the interview and I hope you enjoy it. So today I'm joined on the podcast by a guest who is Megan Kuhar and she helps soul-centered coaches basically align themselves online. So get found, be visible, share their messages through social media, branding, all sorts of other great stuff. So hi, Megan. It's great to have you on the show. Hi, thank you so much for having me, Helen. Oh, you're very, very welcome. Well, rather than me introduce you, do you want to introduce yourself? Because you've got quite an interesting background that's brought you to this point, haven't you? Sure. Yeah, I do. Um, so I am a coach for soul center coaches, as you said, and my goal is really to help, um, coaches who are very passionate about what they do. And, and a lot of them are creatives. Um, I'm a musician myself. That's kind of where I got started. Um, creatives or, uh, spiritual workers or, um, people that are just feel like that their work is their sole purpose and that they want to, um, you know, really help people. And the reason why I like to help those folks is because, um, a lot of times they hate promoting because it feels against that. It it feels like it's against their, um, sort of sacred duty to, you know, you know, like as, as a creative or an artist or, or a spiritual worker. So, um, it feels weird for them to promote. And so I help them to, um, kind of get past that, uh, stigma of advertising and promoting, and I help them to streamline their promotional content. So, um, they have more time to serve their clients. Um, so my background is, um, uh, I'm a musician and I am also an audio engineer and I've worked in web design and, and, um, social media marketing. Um, I'm also right now I'm a professor at a university, um, conservatory of music. So I teach musicians the same thing that I coach people, um, with online. So brilliant. Yeah. So I, um, and I also run social media for the conservatory as well. So I kind of teach and practice the stuff that I, that I coach, um, So that's kind of how I got started. And, um, you know, I really just found that so many people were just so, you know, like against social media and promotion because it just felt like icky and gross to them. So yeah, my goal is just to really help them to streamline and align online through social media, through their website, through, you know, through all of their sort of, uh, collateral online so that they feel like they're not all over the place. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think also when, when you look at this year, you know, we're in 2021 when we're recording this, we've had this global pandemic and so many people have been forced online that maybe wouldn't have been online oh, yeah. before that. So for, for some of it, it's come as a huge shock. And like you say, there's all these questions about 
is it ethical for me to put myself out there? What about being visible and it's scary and there's all of those sorts of issues. So I think this this stuff is so needed for practitioners. Okay, so because you do what, you know, you practice what you preach, which I think is is the best way of being, especially when you're teaching others, because they've got to be able to see that you do what you're saying. What would you say from the people you see out there, from from your clients, what are the biggest mistakes they make before they come and work with you, especially with social media? Yeah. Um, you know, so many people, I think the first mistake is a, is a mindset mistake. Uh, it's kind of more, uh, focused on like, they feel like they need to change in order to promote themselves. Um, okay. and that is just so not true. Uh, what we're really trying to do is we're trying to harness you, you know, in yeah. a way so that you can, you can feel authentic and, um, and centered and like what you're saying is what you would say to a friend. Right. So that's the, the first thing is that people feel like they need to completely like shift into like salesman shoes or whatever. Yeah. And, and it's, that's the wrong attitude to approach it with. Um, and I, that that's usually the first, uh, sort of kind of rabbit hole they go down. Um, and I, and you know, then it turns into blaming the algorithm for not being exposed or, or like, you know, I hate Facebook or I hate this or I hate that. Well, it's, it's mostly because you just don't feel right about what you're putting out there. Um, Mm -hmm. and you know, the algorithm is going to change constantly and, and we can't really control that, but we can control, um, you know, how we are appearing online. So, yeah. So that, that, that's a really big thing that I think a lot of people come to me with. Yeah. I think that's huge though, isn't it? Because the whole point of people that want to come and work with us as practitioners or coaches is because they get to know us and they like us and they trust us. So if you're putting on this kind of facade, you're just missing out on all of these potential clients because yeah. the real you is not showing up. Right. And if you're just sort of like following trends that don't like, it's like, why are you doing that? You know, there's always going to be new trends that come out and, um, you know, there's, there's no reason why you need to like change yourself in order to yeah. promote. Yeah. And no, I totally agree with you. Okay. So, I mean, you're big on social media. It's something that, that you specialize in and I know it's a massive hang up for a lot of my clients. So what would you say, um, if you've got somebody who's just starting to get to grips with social media and just doesn't know where to start as maybe had a bit of a play here and there, but nothing's worked. Where, what would you start with for them? Where would their starting point be? The first question is what do you want your impact to be? Uh, so what kind of impact are you trying to make out there and how can you make that impact through a lot of times like telling stories or, um, sharing your experiences or sharing your clients' experiences. Um, you know, thinking about social media, like the place that your potential clients will read something you posted and go, Oh my gosh, she totally gets me, you know, or, Oh my gosh, like that's exactly what I went through or, um, you know, feeling inspired that you went through something and then came out the other side in a different way. Right. So, you know, it's really mostly just about sharing your experiences. So I don't really particularly think of social media as the place to book 
clients, right? So like my Instagram feed isn't where people book with me. Hmm. Mostly it's just where they connect with me. So I'm really thinking about connection and impact when I'm on social media. Um, you know, and that's, that's the main, I mean, social media, meaning like posting on my feed stuff. So, um, you know, when you're, when you're kind of just like putting stuff out there, really you're you're putting out value, um, Mm. and you're hoping to connect with people. So that's what I would say most people should start with. Um, like what does your client need to hear, you know, get out of your own head and get into their head. That's kind of, yeah. And also the thing is, is, no one feels the way you feel about what you put out. You know, you think you might be putting loads out, but actually that's because you see everything. It's not because everybody <laughs> sees everything. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I think that's a big lesson to learn as well is if you feel it's too much, it might not be enough. Yeah. And you know, people sometimes need to hear from you like dozens of times before they decide to work with you, you know? So it's like, you're not going to have one magical post that books you a bunch of clients. You have to be consistent. So you can't, you can't sort of like take social media and, and promotion as like this sort of when I have time, I'll do it thing. Cause like the goal, you have to like really be out there and, and, um, continue to expose like, your work to other people because sometimes they need to see it a lot of times before they really go with it. Um, and so I, I say that, but you know, that doesn't mean you need to be on all the time. Right. So what I really specialize in is helping people to plan content. So, um, they don't have to think about it for the whole like month (laughs) or a couple weeks while they're, while it's going on. Um, so with my clients, a lot of what we do is we learn how to, uh, plan content that, is scheduled out. And so we don't have to, uh, to be, be constantly thinking about it, but it's coming out every day. Instead. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. And also that just stops the overwhelm because you're not trying yeah. to think about it. You can just do it because once you know what you're doing, it makes it so much easier. Yeah. And also it makes your content so much better because, you know, people have this misconception that planned content is like, less authentic, but it's actually almost more authentic because when you are, well, I call it panic posting. Like if you're just like, Oh my God, I need to post today. Ah, like you're not going to put your best foot out there. Cause like you're, you're just trying to get anything. Right. So when you plan, you really sit down and you really think, and you really, I'm like, what's the journey that's this week. Right. And you're really sort of, sort of spending time on making sure that it's good. Right. So it's, it's important to think of it, um, that way, I think. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I love a plan anyway. I, I always work off a plan, although some of my posting might be a bit last minute at times. I've always know what I'm posting about. So it it does help. Um, okay. So if somebody, they've got an idea of the message that they want to get out and, and what they want to share, um, how would they go about picking the platform? Because there's so many choices out there now. What would you say is the, the easiest way to pick a platform that's really good for you? Um, what do you think would be the most fun is definitely a great question because you don't want to hate it. Uh, so yeah. I would never pick something just because you think you should. Like I'm not on TikTok. <laughs> I just, I'm not, <laughs> you know, like I could probably make some good TikTok videos, but like, I don't, really want to. So I don't, <laughs> I'm not on it. Um, so, you know, don't do it because you think it's supposed to be done, uh, do it because 
it would be fun for you and you feel like it's sustainable. That would be the number one. Um, I am really a big advocate for showing up, um, in Facebook groups. Um, I think that's a huge way to connect with people. Um, like I was saying, you know, when you post on your feed, it's like, you're not going to like book a client from just like posting a post, like Mm -hmm. on the Instagram or whatever. But if you're connecting with them on Facebook groups and leading them to your social media, then there's like a journey there and you're sort of, you know, you're having conversations. So I think it's important to have a place, whether it's Facebook or somewhere else where you're actually just there to have conversations, um, Mm -hmm. and network. Um, because that's, that's sort of like how you find the people to bring them to your feet. Right. Yeah. And that's how we met, wasn't it? It's through the she podcasts because you've got your own podcast and Uh uh, that's how we connected. So, and, and like you say, it's a way of networking and meeting people that you wouldn't meet in your normal life. So it's, it's a brilliant thing to do. Okay. So I've seen your, your Instagram feed and it's beautiful. Thanks. (laughs) Um, and I love branding. I love, you know, having consistency and things like that. It, it's it's just to me, it, it says a lot. But how important do you think it is for somebody to get a personal brand sorted out in terms of their colors and their fonts and things like that? I think it's important to have choices um, made that are consistent. Um, that doesn't mean it needs to be like perfect and beautiful and trendy and whatever. But like if you are one way to today and another way tomorrow and another way the next day, you know, people don't know what to expect. Right. So yeah. it's just sort of like a psychological thing when you kind of have a streamlined, um, visual presence, um, because, uh, it just really helps people to be like, Oh, that's from Helen, you know, like I yeah. know already. Right. Um, or whatever they they're, you know, we're scrolling so fast. Sometimes you don't even read who it's from, but you can see the picture and you know yeah. who it is. Right. So, um, I think it's important, you know, and mm-hmm. it's like, you don't, what I, what I always say is like, you know, our brands should reflect ourselves. So it shouldn't feel like, you're not, you're like misrepresenting yourself. Mm. So, you know, it's like, I know we're, um, chatting on video, but like my room looks like my brand, right. Cause it's like who I am. It's like my style. Right. So yeah. I'm not choosing something for my branding that, um, doesn't look like me at all, you know, right. It's, it's already like, it matches my house. Like it yeah. matches everything. Right. So, um, it's not, a stretch for me to like, want to have it look that way. Right. So mm-hmm. I think that's, that's definitely important for people to pick, uh, you know, a couple of colors and, and a couple of fonts that they yeah. use on a regular basis. Yeah. yeah. And I totally agree because you don't have to start out with a completely beautifully designed brand, just being consistent and keeping it really simple so yeah. that anyone who sees what you post has a, a common look about it, a common theme just because we're so visual, aren't we? We just identify things. And and I think that will help massively. Yeah. Like Canva is great for that. Right. So I use Canva all the time. And what I do with my clients as well is I help them. Okay. Here's your template for your quotes. Like if you want to post a quote, here's what you would use and just paste the text in there. Right. So we try to have like a few different templates that, um, that we can reuse over and over again. So we're not starting from scratch every time yeah, yeah. oh canva I, i'm sold on canva i never <laughs> used it um up until recently and i had a redesign done 
And part of that redesign was to have templates. I mean, I I trained as a graphic designer many, many right. years ago, pre-Mac days. So that tells you how long ago it was. But so I've got a good eye, but I, I'd never bothered using Canva because I could do it in other software I had. Right. Um, and also, I think a few years ago, it was a bit sticky. It wasn't as, as versatile as it is now. But now the, the professional version of Canva is just brilliant. Yeah. I mean, I can use Photoshop too, but I'm like, why bother? Like my computer, my computer runs slow. Sometimes when I'm on Photoshop, I'm like, I might as well just go on Canva. It's so much easier. And, you know, um, I think sometimes people get, especially like people that are trained in it, they're like, oh no, I can do it on a better software. Well, no, sometimes it's it's just nice to be quick. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And it is so far. So it's definitely something that I think if you are starting out on social, is just get a really simple look for yourself, isn't it? And just get some plates yeah. so at least you've got that consistency. Mm-hmm. Brilliant. So um, what do you think? If you if you had someone going to start with their social today, they choose a platform that's fun for them because that's where they're most likely to, to be consistent. Do you do anything like give them ideas about kind of the sorts of things they should post about, like the topics or anything like that. How would you recommend they go about choosing what they talk about and maybe what they don't? Yeah. Um, so I have, um, with my clients, I have this, um, system called the content alignment toolkit. And it's essentially, um, it's, it's also a separate product that I sell, um, that is, um, you break down your brand into, content categories or, or pillars, like however you would want to describe it. Mm. And, um, there's like a series of prompts that help you to sort of dig into meaningful, impactful, um, thought processes about like each of those pillars. So, um, so essentially you're, you're, you're given a sort of, uh, a map to, think about how to be impactful, you know? Right. Okay. So, but you want to stick within these sort of four to five pillars, because if you're all over the place, then what are you for? Right. So yeah. you kind of need to have your, your zone and stay within that. Um, so I think it's important to kind of start, start with that. That's an easy place to start. What are the four main like chapters of your business that you can, um, that you can continually talk about? right? Um, you know, for me, they might be things like mindset with marketing, right? Mm -hmm. So huge one, like making sure you don't feel like negative about promoting yourself. That's a big one. Another one would be, um, like marketing for impact, right? So I talk about that a ton, right? It's like, well, we don't, we're not just bulletin boards where we post information. We, we want to share impactful, content. So I, I have my own pillars that I sort of create content within, and that's a great place to start, I think. Yeah. And do do you include like personal pillars in that? Do you have like a a pillar or a bucket that has personal content that you share as well? Yeah. I think it's important to be personal and, and share stories. So within each, um, within each pillar, you can, you can share stories about your own experience in your own life. Like, absolutely. Um, you know, also I think a great way to, um, sort of connect on a regular basis is to have, um, you know, especially like on Instagram, uh, where you can share stories. A lot of times I'm just doing personal stuff on stories, right. Because it's sort of like, 
a way for me to feel like they're, you know, we're kind of face to face a little bit more and, um, it's sort of spontaneous and, um, day-to-day stuff. So I, I will get more, um, like life personal content will be more on my Instagram stories. But I mean, if you look at some of my posts, like I'll share an experience, but also it has like a lesson in it. Right. So that I think it's important. Like people ask me that, um, you know, personal versus professional, I think the goal is like blend them, you know, mm-hmm. cause people don't want you to be this like stark professional person. They want to feel like they can connect with you. Yeah. So the more you can kind of share your life while you're sharing your lessons, I think that's, um, really key. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. And I think also it's having the boundaries about what you're not going to share is really important as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. You don't want to hang sure. out all your dirty laundry. No. Yeah. Well, I always say don't share, uh, don't vulnerability is not about sharing while the wound is still not healed. Right. So we don't like, if we just go out there and we're like, Oh, I had a terrible day. Like eh, it was horrible. And I, all these things happened and I got fired. I got all these things. Like people are going to be like, Oh, sorry. Like they're going to feel awkward. Right. Mm -hmm. You don't want to share that stuff while you're in the middle of feeling it. Um, because it's just, sort of like, it seems like a cry for help or attention. Right. Yeah. What we want to do is we want to share, I got fired and guess what I learned? Like blah, blah, blah. Right. Yeah. You know, I, I learned these lessons I learned, you know, and that that's powerful to share your story about getting fired, but you know, doing it when you already kind of have some takeaways and you're not like in the middle of feeling feelings about it. Right. Yeah. 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 So in terms of the the kind of sharing of content and information and all of that, that like we said at the start, there's a lot of fear about being visible, about sharing. So if somebody was just starting out sharing and they were a bit hesitant about how much to share, what would you say? How how would you get somebody to to start sharing and and build their confidence around that? I think it's important to remember that there are people that need to hear what we have to say. Mm. Um, you know, even if you feel like I'm not the only one saying this, like you're saying it from your voice and your perspective and somebody out there is going to resonate with it and really needs to hear it. That's why I love working with people that are really soul centered because we all have something really meaningful that we're trying to share and, um, we want to reach people and it's like, Mm you, you want to reach them and you need to put yourself out there in order to do that. Right. Yeah. So totally. Totally. It's important. Like you could be somebody else's hope for the day. Right. That's a really nice way of thinking about it, actually. Mm-hmm. That's brilliant. Okay. So you've shared so many great tips and so many great thoughts about kind of where to start with, especially with social media and avoid the overwhelm and all of that. If people want to come along and find out more about you and the work that you do, where's the best place for them to come to? Sure. Um, I My website is megan-kuhar.com. And I have um, a lot of information there about how to work with me. I also have a free um, roadmap to aligning online. That's like a download you can get. And it's really about um, you know uncovering your brand and learning how to communicate it impactfully. So, um, that is, I'll share the link uh, with yeah. you if you want, and that's a great place to find me. Um, I also have a Facebook group. Um, it's called soul centered coaches promoting with purpose. Um, so 
I'll provide the link for that as well, but would love to have anybody who feels like they resonate with that in the group. Cause I do live trainings there, um, a couple of times a week. So oh, yeah. fantastic. Well, I'll put links to all of that into the show notes as well. And thank you. Well, thanks ever so much for joining me today. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. It was fun. So I hope you enjoyed my chat today with Megan and I hope it's inspired you to look at your social media in a new light if you found it a bit sticky in the past. And I'll put links to everything that she talked about in the show notes. So as always, there is a full blog post with the show notes and links at helenharding.co.uk. Pop over to the blog and podcast section and this is podcast 68. And if you did enjoy this episode, I'd really appreciate it if you subscribed and took a couple of minutes to leave me a review because it's going to help the show to get found. So until next time, take care and I'll speak with you soon. If you enjoyed this week's episode, come and join me in our Facebook group, Holistic Business Matters, and join our community of like-minded practitioners coaches and therapists and be inspired and supported to create your business in your way.